Sensei Bob Buchanan. We finally speak in person. Welcome <laughs> to Beyond the Fight. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Well, thank you. The uh, I I want to thank you for taking time out of your day, getting uh, one of the Ring Wars uh, legends to come on the show. <laughs> oh gosh, don't let my wife hear you talk like that. <laughs> oh, if I'm on speaker, I hope uh, I don't. Nah. I don't uh, I, that's good. But I, first of all, I want to thank uh, Renshi Shia and Tom Callahan for recommending you. He was really one that said you really get some good stories out of uh, Sensei Bob. He's He's been around uh, the Kumite circuit, and yeah. he, he said very, just all, all, very positive things about you. Awesome. So before we, uh, so we're gonna, so whenever I start the show, Sensei, I want to ask you know because you've done Kyokushin for a while, and mm -hmm. I really like seeing the American scene of it because I live in Canada. Yeah. And we have our, we have our. Um, we have our way of training, but what's it like in the U.S. from your standpoint? So what's the, that, what's the scene like over there? Oh, man. This is uh, probably not going to make me too many friends, but I, I actually prefer, from what I've seen, the Canadian style of training. Um, I, you know, I know what we teach in my dojo. I know kind of the standards that I hold my students to um, with Kyokushin and with, especially with Kumite and fitness and body conditioning. Um, but I, th I think generally in the States, while Shihan Callahan has done a phenomenal job growing Kyokushin Khan, I, I still think that in the States, people are still a bit too soft. And I don't get that vibe when I watch the Canadians fight at Ring Wars. <laughs> we we send a few killers over there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Th that's one thing I'll I'll say about us down here north of the border. Yeah, there was no one. I, I haven't competed against a Canadian fighter or watched a Canadian fighter that was just there to play Kyokushin. They were just monsters. That's. I will. I appreciate the the kind words there. You know, we do take our training seriously, uh, since uh, you know, I guess because George St. Pierre is kind of yeah. uh, the focal point, uh, being an MMA, but he does have a Kyokushin background. So a lot of uh, young, a lot of young Canadians, when they're kids to adolescents, like they look to him for that. I mean, now it's Conor McGregor, but before uh, George was like he did leave a lead a renaissance, like for most oh, for generation, sure. like for those who were born in the early nineties. And what was your, uh, so before, you know, when you got into Kyokushin, what got you into it? And how oh, that dude, I was a fat, unhappy slob. Um, and so I, yeah, I was looking for something, you know, through, through high school, I had played sports all year round and then I got to college and just made some, some pretty bad choices. Um, just with my health and diet and lack of exercise. Uh, so I, I, I remember that it, it all happened in about a week where I was just sitting with uh, my oldest son. He was, I think, four at the time. Just wrestling around and I was getting so doggone tired. Uh, I didn't like that. And then... I'll never forget this. My, my best friend comes 
he comes over to the house that weekend and he hikes his foot up on the arm of my couch and he rolls his pant leg up and he says, Bob, you've got to see what I found. And I just see these bruises up and down his shin. He goes, I've found real karate. I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's what I want. I don't want to kick x-ray film. I don't want to like practice doing flips and unnecessary stuff. Like I want to learn how to bang. And I guess that was October about 15 years ago. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a, I was a, at least 120 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, yeah, you're, yeah. you're very tall. Like, uh, what's the, you, you're like six uh, foot four, I would say, yeah, judging six, by seven. the pictures. Yeah. I was close. Yeah. I was three inches off. I'm, I'm, imp- that's impressive. That's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I could imagine like, uh, the, the difficulty in circulation yeah. probably like with all, when the poor habits compound, what did, what was that aha moment? Like when you, when you went with your friend and he, she showed you what this kind of karate was, which turned out um, to be Kyokushin. Honestly, it was, it was probably being, I don't want to say humiliated, but, um, with, with the background that I had just in, you know, I played a lot of soccer and basketball and baseball growing up. Um, but just kind of that first class being smacked in the face with the reality of, of man, you are just a shell of what you could be. And, um, my teacher at the time, within that first day, just, he never used words, but it was just, or he never, he never like preached a sermon, but I walked out of there feeling just this incredibly strong emotion of, I can do better. I can be better. And I think this is what, I think this is the path that I need to take. Um, and I'm grateful to God for my wife and how supportive she's been because it's really been, I haven't looked back since. Um, yeah. That's amazing. That's really amazing, man. Congrats to you. Like, honestly, like for anyone who listens to this after, like if they're feeling down, I really hope like they rewind what you said from when you found, when your friend yeah. showed you the bruises to that point. And the key is you need to have a wife or a girlfriend that's yeah. willing to support you through this because a lot of, people like they look at that ho- the hobby you take up and they're like they they probably yeah. be like you're crazy was yeah. that the initial reaction yeah well that's probably still the reaction i get but she's much more understanding now <laughs> especially when i come back from ring wars and like hey uh i was going up there to coach and they needed a, a fighter to fill in for the heavyweight so i fought and here's the trophy <laughs> She just, she just kind of shook her head, Bob, you're, you're nuts. So that's what my mom says every time. Like, uh, like, cause like I told my mom, I went the last tournament I did. I was like, I'm like, I can't yep. walk for three weeks, but I got second <laughs> place. And she's like, she's like, she's like, it's, she's like, I don't know how yeah. you do it. She's like, I'm yeah. so concerned for your health. You're yeah. one injury away. It's the, it's the typical yeah. response from those who they, they don't understand. Yeah. They do it themselves. If they don't walk but, the path. If they, they don't walk there. that path, they don't know. And the, one of the struggles that I've, I've grown through is uh, 
I used to really almost arrogantly, selfishly look down on people who just didn't get it. And then I, you know, over time you realize you're, you're not walking this path. You, you shouldn't have any idea what we're doing, but I invite everyone I meet jump on the path with me, give it a shot. Whether yeah. it's through the training, whether it's through maybe a light sparring, I think that's the best way to educate. And I, that's definitely uh, something I've I've learned too, actually, because the when you say when you say you do uh, karate, I mean now with the globalization yeah. and popularity of MMA, they're like, oh, they're like, so I get so. Um, the, the the best question I ever get is, so do you want to go? professional yeah. that's how they word it like they're concerned and um and my response is no, I just <laughs> do this for fun. Yeah. It's, a, it's a hobby i'm not gonna be on tv i'm yeah. not gsp i'm not connor i just do this because i want to stay in shape i said it's it's great for yeah for conditioning and fitness if you don't want yep. to go to a gym and the community that you build um it was so cool i was in one of uh Sheehan callahan's uh zoom trainings this week and Justin Mancini was in there like, oh, my God, I've wanted to train with this dude for a decade. And now I finally, you know, he's in Canada. I'm here. But just to be able to train, train together that way. The community of the Kyokushin world is it, it, it is unique, I think. Um, not perfect, but I, I think what we have and what's growing, especially in the States right now, is is special. I really agree because Tom, Sheehan Tom did invite me to the online class. I couldn't make it due to my work being an mm-hmm. essential worker now. But I do see what he's doing. And it's really amazing that he's bringing everyone together yeah. from other organizations. Because in our conversation, I love his mentality. He's like, he's like I don't have time for politics. He's like, he, he didn't mm-hmm. say it in those words. But he basically said, we need to be one community. And he's like, especially now with what's going on. It's like, we need to be closer than ever and put our egos aside. And he's doing a great job with that. So, and what was that zoom class? Like seeing all these big names that you see. Oh man. Ring Wars. What was that? It like? was, it was really cool. Um, just to watch it, this past Wednesday, we were joking in, in the class I led last night. Um, you know, Sean would, he would put together a few techniques that, you know, we normally don't put together just to kind of stretch us mentally. And we go through and I, I'd watching the screen and feeling like a complete inept fool and then see, Oh, a lot of us are struggling right now. So it's like my fighting heroes, you know, to see all of us kind of struggle together um, was great. But then, you know, last night in class we were working on actually an idea I got from Shihan Moji and, uh, a video he posted recently. Um, I said, Hey, we're going to work through this slow. We're going to go sensei Bob slow, not Sheehan Callahan slow because Sheehan Callahan slow is not slow. <laughs> I could imagine. Oh like gosh. Wizard, man. He's just got, he's thinking man, it, it, it was humbling. It was humbling and encouraging at the same time and motivating and convicting. It's, I've tried to jump in on every one of his online classes because in a short amount of time, I learned so much. 
he always brings something new, which is really good, which is really interesting. And that's what I think makes him like, I think he's even getting a lot of good uh, word, like uh, yeah. comments in Canada. Like when you mentioned Shian Tom Callan's name in Canada, it's like, it's like, yep, it's like, she's yeah. one of the best. And, just so passionate and he's as I and as I say you know we have an election coming up you know I'm not voting I can't vote but if I could vote I'd say vote for <laughs> Xi'an Tao yeah. in 2020 because he's yeah. uniting everybody he does a better job of it than than the yeah. than, than the real politicians well it's not hard to do better than the real politicians <laughs> yep definitely De- i agree with you there and you live yeah. in maryland man i don't know how you- oh, what's, the, what's the situation we, like we actually right live now? about 20 minutes north of washington dc um so it's it's a lot slower than it normally is but you know i'm a school teacher and so i'm i've kind of adjusted everything so i'm teaching karate online i'm teaching my science classes online um trying to keep my children occupied and and keep them on top of schoolwork it's it is crazy around here right now it, i could imagine so you said you're a school teacher yeah. too which i didn't know by the way i really appreciate the comments you put on my video oh yeah man my online esl coming yeah. from, from that but you're like the Rich Franklin of Kyokushin, like a school yeah. teacher that also like yeah. that also kicks butt. That's that's impressive, man. What's that like? I hope that's a good it's moniker a, no. for you. But we, a... oh man, Rich Franklin, this is a total total bunny trail. My second son was born. What was it? Him or was it my third son? No, it was my third son. Third son. We were visiting my family. Um, it was the night that Rich Franklin lost to Anderson Silva. And the only reason I remember that is because before we went to bed, I think my wife was having the, the beginning of labor pains and she woke me up at about two in the morning. Hey, we've got to go. It's like, okay, great. I remember running down to my parents' little office area, getting online and, and checking the, the results of the UFC pay-per-view before we got in the car to head to the hospital. Like, oh man, that that Silva guy beat Rich Franklin. Who's that bozo? And then, holy cow, was I wrong? Can't touch a book by its cover. But no, be- <laughs> no, no, you can't. He definitely was one of the best. But it's uh, it, it's it's kind of neat, you know. My, I'll, I'll teach my science classes, and you know, when my kids are working on a, a quiz or a test, or I could be. It's not, it's not shocking if I'm mid-lecture, I'll just start working through a kata and the kids just understand, yeah, that's, he's slipping into Sensei Bob mode. Um, but if anything, it, it makes me a little more relatable just because, you know, I, I constantly preach that they've got to, you know, I, I teach life science, basically, you know, biology to middle schoolers. It's like, you got to take care of yourself. You got to exercise and, uh, like I, I kind of will be not just the instructor for them in class, but also kind of an example. Like, hey, I'm very upfront with them about my health history. Like, I, I didn't take care of myself. Now I am. So you're. It's not too late. You guys are young. Make good choices. So, it is fun being Sensei Bob and Mr. Buchanan. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Do you teach them about the gut biome too, which is known as the second brain, like in terms of maybe simplifying uh, the role of the gut biome? So thankfully, yeah, I'm a huge nerd and a huge, big on um, food. Uh, I think my celebrity crush is Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who has taught me a lot about the gut biome. It's not in the curriculum for me to teach it, but I do it anyway, <laughs> just because it's important. Um, and they, they have no idea. So it's like, if you understand why this is important, you'll, you'll take a little more, you'll take another look at what you're eating and, and how you're treating yourself. So, and so far the kids have, you know, I've been blessed. I've, I've been able to build pretty good relationships with a lot of my students and the kids just take a lot up to heart. And I've seen, I've seen some kids swear off junk food over the past couple of years and, um, try these interesting things called vegetables that Mr. Buchanan talks about. So it's, it's, it's good. And and you, you've experienced this too with teaching, teaching kids English that, um, you know, teachers don't just share content and material teachers. Like we, we kind of impart part of our personality, part of our soul. We, we give to our students and, you know, they pick up on that, man. They appreciate it. So you keep doing what you're doing, um, especially with, with the teaching English to those kids. Man, the, the encouragement that you get from those kids that we get from students is sometimes all the motivation I need to go back for another day. <laughs> That's very true. Like, it could, like, that was one student that you saw that, uh, who, like, as I said in the description, he left. It's sad, but as I said, I'm happy because yeah. I did my part and hear what he said was really rewarding. I have another student that, like, he refuses to get another teacher because sometimes when I'm absent, they could get a substitute to teacher. But all the times, like, which made me really appreciate having him, he says, I don't want a substitute because I don't want their style to impede on what you've taught me and that's that awesome meant the most to me that's awesome and that's i mean that lends validity to the work that you're doing that's god bless you man that kind of encouragement hold Thank on to you. it print that out type it yeah. out because there's as teachers there are days when the encouragement is is thin and we need to pull that out and just remind our remind ourselves that we are appreciated yeah. Oh, I, I've had some students that don't appreciate me, but that's because yeah. they're not a good match. And, you know, luckily, because it's online, they have the chance to, to find a teacher that's a better match for the student. But majority of the time, it's my students, the students are very good. I really try to, like, do 20% of the talking, awesome. do 80, but I'm there to help. Like, that's the philosophy. I can't nanny them. They have to learn on their own. Yep. It's like teaching karate. You can't baby them to the point where they're yep. they feel helpless totally agree i i'm i'm not known for coddling or babying which gets me into trouble sometimes with my own kids just like i'll suck I, I i tend to default to the suck it up or rub some toughness on it you'll be fine i keep forgetting ah uh, doesn't work doesn't work with my four-year-old no it's the four year yeah, the four year old, you gotta wait till he's five you have to wait until he's five or six. And <laughs> then maybe that's when you can yeah. introduce a bit of grit on him. It's funny, he's got a lot of grit already. But when you're the youngest of four boys, I guess it comes a little more naturally.
Yeah, it's like I really believe in that saying. Like, if you've listened or watched like uh, uh, Rogan's podcast where he has the MMA guest on, and he says having older brothers like beat on the younger one is like the reason why you have champions like say John Jones, Chris Weidman, uh, top contender Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah, I I love all my boys, but you can tell as the as we go down in the birth order, we go up in the toughness. Maybe that was my problem. Yeah, maybe that was my problem growing up. I was the oldest of three, and maybe that's why I got so soft. I don't know. (laughs) I had an older stepbrother, so, like, he used to play football with me, and my head was the football. (laughs) So so that's – and one day – so I got – so that's probably why whenever I talk, I speak a bit faster. Probably got some things that I'm unaware of since I was seven. Oh, yeah, I would have been the big brother. Man. Because of your height, or like, like who is? Because you're six foot seven, or is everyone else in the family oh, gosh. Like tall too, or are they uh, are you the tallest? No, both of my brothers are six five, six six. Now my four sons, uh, my smallest, you know, aside from the, I've got a nineteen year old, a fifteen year old, a thirteen year old, and then our four year old. My thirteen year old is about six seven. My 15-year-old is about 6'6", and my 19-year-old is about 6'6". So we are a huge group of people. I could... That's impressive. So whatever, if whatever, whenever they compete in kumites, are they automatically in the heavyweight, or are they, or is there like a middle oh, stature? If they competed. We made... I, I made all of them train until middle school, and then... Um, once they got, once they got to middle school, I didn't want to, I still don't want to force it. I do. My wife and I, we do force some form of sports, um, but they, they kind of got to seventh, eighth grade and doing what dad does just wasn't cool anymore. So we didn't force it, but so they, yeah. And they're, and they're doing very well with that. So, I mean, I understand. I'm still a little jealous, but as long as as long as they're doing something, as long yeah, as, as long what? as they're doing okay, something okay. and not just sitting around playing video games all day. You got to get them off the COD, man. Every kid's playing that. You have to get them off Call of Duty. That's the biggest achilles now to kids with being home with the, this whole pandemic. oh yeah well i also served some time in the national guard here in the states and uh this is i people give me a hard time my, my friends give me a hard time sometimes um we, i don't like my kids playing video games where people kill people if you want to do if you want to if you want to practice killing mm-hmm. people join the army now you can play all the zombie games you can you can play halo but we don't we don't have any of the Call of Duty or anything like that here, which is funny because like, hey Bob, weren't you just up in New York beating somebody up with your bare hands and legs? It's like that was violence with a purpose. There's a difference. That's the that's the key there. Violence with yep. a purpose. And not many people seem to get that. So 
what got you into ring wars? Because like you're yeah. a veteran of this, so it's really big in America. We have our tournaments in Canada, but ring wars is like the mecca of American yeah. Kyokushin uh, kickboxing. We did uh, so down in the DC area. There's Enshin is is pretty big. Enshin Karate and you know Nanomia's group, and for years they had uh, Capital Savaki Challenge that you know I participated in several times and one year this guy with a shaved head and glasses brought this team from rochester new york and these guys were murderers um so being six seven i don't get kicked in the head too too often and man i fought one of i fought one of shihan cruz's guys uh it was nate mincing and 10 seconds in the first round, he kicked me right in the face with a nice Jodam Washigri. Um, I was like, oh, okay, I'll start playing now. <laughs> but it was really at that, tw- I guess it was 2006, maybe 2006. Um, met Shion Cruz, and the following year, I, was it 2000? I think it was 2007. I went up there and did uh, Ring Wars and um, went up at the next event. So there were two two consecutive Ring Wars that I went to and won them. Um, and then I had to take a break with just some health issues here at home. So it was, you know, this past Ring Wars, just taking my own team of guys uh I got a call that night from, from Shion. Hey, uh, you'll have your uniform, right? I said, yeah. Okay. We might need you. Okay. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, that first, that first year I did ring wars was God. So growing up, I loved watching professional wrestling and this had the feel of WrestleMania, but it was real. You know what I mean? Um, just the entrance music and in the ring and um, just the quality of fighters there. It was, it was amazing. Um, so I'm kind of, kind of jealous, especially after this last one that we participated in. I'd like to bring something like that to the DC metro area. Um, and just again, highlight what, Kyokushin talent we have in the United States and then bring guys in from Central South America and of course bring bring the Canadians down. It would be it would be really cool to see like if they did a ring wars of America versus Canada because I think that would yeah. really be good to highlight the talent between the two countries. They did it with the UFC yep. with Franklin versus David Wazo and GSP versus Penn. So why can't we do it in Kyokushin? And do you have any idea what's holding that back? And how do you think we can make it happen? I, I think it would probably, I don't know how Canadian laws work. I, it would probably be easier if we were going to do a U.S. versus Canada to do it in Canada. Um, I know in, in Maryland to do knockdown karate is very, very difficult. Um, we could probably do it in Washington, D.C. We could, uh, clearly we can do it in New York. 
Um, but it might just be easier to do it in Canada. In fact, the the whole that- the only reason I have a passport, you know, I've done some traveling and teaching in in Ukraine, but uh, I originally got a passport so that I could start going up to Canada and and fighting in Canadian events. And I still haven't made it up there to do to do one. Are you serious? You haven't been up to Canada yet? I have for an not. Event there? No, we have. Uh, after that second Ring Wars, I did. Um, just had a lot of health issues and and things to deal with on the home front that kind of took me out of the fight circuit for a while. I'd be in the old man division now anyway, but like the, the legend <laughs> division, as they call it. And uh, when they bring back the, 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 the old yeah. ones coming down to my Walker and, or my wheelchair. Exactly. So when you fought, when you fought in your last fight, yeah. um, was it, uh, was that in the heavyweight or super heavyweight? How does it work um, in the U S cause in Canada we have, Middleweight, lightweight, heavyweight, and openweight. Yeah, this one. I think what Sean Cruz does for Ring Wars is he he just tries to make good fights on based on size, size and experience. So I know the guy that I fought hit like a dump truck, and then I found out he he probably had twenty or twenty five pounds on me. Um, but usually other other events I've done. A lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight. Um, I fought in the World Sabaki Challenge a few years ago. And from what I recall, they still used, I think they used the Japanese weight classes. So I think at that time, a, a heavyweight was 180 pounds and up. Which, you know, as a, as a 225-pounder, I didn't mind, but... Um, if I were going to run a, if let's say I were going to bring a Ring Wars type event to the DC area, I would probably adjust the weight classes and do either a super heavyweight or, an, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be totally open to see an an open weight division just because, you know, a lot of especially a lot of folks who don't walk this path and train train the way that we do, they would see a smaller guy against a bigger guy, and just automatically peg the big guy to win and yeah i i tell my students heavyweights are scary because we hit really really hard but in my opinion i think that i think the middleweight is the scariest division out there just that the combination of size the size of a heavyweight and the speed of a lightweight good lord I would not want to be 175 pounds right now. Oh, that was that was my weight class I was competing in, and I I really can speaking from my experience, I do agree. There's more depth there. There's that perfect. It's it's like when you have like that perfect temperature of like a drink or like when you take yep. a shower or a bath. Yeah. That's the middleweight division. It's like everything is on point, and it the weight cut's not hard to make. The there's that balance of skill, and some of the middleweights like really have like oh yeah technique down pat. they're definitely I, I think the most fun to watch 
Because you still, you know, like you said, you, you've got the technique, you've got the speed, you've got the quality, and then it all comes together. Everybody loves to see a good knockout. So, And there's even some middleweights that just have that face, yeah. like, to go, like, go. And, you know, they don't, they, like, they still have, like, this, they have that spirit to keep going. But then they also have, like, that conditioning where they could take as many leg kicks as they need to, and then they just, Yep. It doesn't affect them. It's humbling to watch. I was I got humbled pretty badly in my last tournament from uh, Vince Michaud's guy. Uh, Vince oh, Michaud yeah. was a heavyweight that fought up in oh, Ring Wars, and his, and I'm telling you, like his guy, like the way he taught his guy to uh, strike with me was he said just go for the leg, and he did, and I was winning the fight, but the judges saw that the leg kicks were getting to me. And that's obviously why he won first place. Yeah. I'm not I'm not bitter, but it just goes to show that man, if you have a good strategy yep. to take out the legs, that you kind of have forty percent of exactly. the fight in your favor. Yeah, I mean taking out the legs, they can't punch, they can't kick, they can't stand, they can't move and get out of the way. It's it's chopping down a tree. Yeah, I teach my students the same thing. L- so you like to teach a lumberjack approach in kumite, like to say use yep. your hand combos yep. with the legs to yep. hand set up the legs. legs. Um, and so we'll either I like to attack the legs, teach my teach my students to attack the legs, and and watch the our opponent's hands. So as soon as soon as they start to drop their hands a bit to, you know give themselves a little more protection against the leg kick. That's when we start flipping that stuff up and throwing that little, that question mark kick or going for the head. It's very impressive. Like if, if you have a good strategy with that, especially when mm-hmm. you have strong legs, it makes it much more, it makes Kyokushin, I think one of the more effective striking martial arts because Muay Thai, everyone says, yes, Muay Thai, this Muay Thai, that I'm not discrediting it. But man, yeah. take a low leg kick from a Kyokushin yeah. practitioner. That's yeah. a different, well, a different animal. Practitioners too. We like we have been desensitized. Like leg kicks just don't bother us. I mean, they'll bother us the next day. But yeah, if I'm doing a fight, you can you can try and chew my leg up. It's not, you're not going to stop me with leg kicks. And that was actually before my first uh, amateur Muay Thai fight. I was talking with. One of the uh, one of the engine instructors around here, and um, he says, "Oh, you doing you doing Muay Thai?" I said, "Yes, first first amateur Muay Thai fight." And he goes, "Where's your opponent from?" I was like, "Oh, I don't know." He goes, "Is he American?" Well, yeah, he's he's from somewhere on the East Coast. He goes, "Just tear his legs up. If he's an American Muay Thai fighter, his legs are probably not as conditioned as a Kyokushin guy." It's like, oh. We'll find out. He was right, but yes, we we've had you know over the years we'll we'll have students, we'll have guests come into the dojo, and uh, you know the the style of the fight is determined by the rules of the fight, and there are some styles that just don't allow leg kicks for whatever reason, and um, but we'll have we'll have folks come in and oh, I'm. I'm a third degree black belt in this. I'm like, okay, well, you understand Kyokushin is not like we're different. 
And so when you're here, we play by our rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nobody, nobody who, nobody outside of the Kyokushin or, or the Muay Thai world even, I think understands how much a good leg hurts. Oh, it's just that when that shin meets the, when that shin, when those shin bones like crack on the other, it's not that like, it's not because of like how strong you are with muscles, how you yep. throw it. That's the, the big, that's the big difference. Um, have you ever fought in Ring Wars? Because Ring Wars is interesting. They have K1 style, they have Muay Thai, mm-hmm. they have Kyokushin. Maybe sometimes they might yep. mix it up with styles. Have you ever fought, like, say, a Taekwondo or maybe, like, American-style karate point by I have not. Um, let me see. My first year... No, the first two fights I had in Ring Wars, we allowed grabs. Um, so almost like, mm-hmm. you know, taking out the face punching, but almost like glory rules. Um, so stealing, not stealing, but kind of borrowing some of the techniques and, and goals of Enchin or Ashihara. Um, so that was, that was kind of fun. Uh, I've done a lot of cross training with the, with the Enchin group in the DC area. So like I can almost default to grabbing the, the sleeve or grabbing the collar, not as well as they can, but it was fun to, to do that a few times in ring wars. Um, because it's it it's a little bit of a different flair, especially for the people who are watching. Um, but fighting, and I I haven't competed. Oh no, I did. This was years ago, probably two thousand two thousand five. I think it was my first tournament, a semi contact. I fought a, a taekwondo guy from. North Carolina, I think. And it, you know, he had never been kicked in the leg and it just didn't last very long. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that's going to go. I mean, it was great for me. Yeah. It was God 15 years ago, but, um, that's when, that's when it really started to like creep into my mind about, just the strength of Kyokushin. Um, you know, everyone wants to discount the style because of the face punching or the lack thereof. And like, man, there's so much more to it. Um, so. But, but your organization is having a renaissance where they're bringing back face yep. punching slowly. Like it's happening. Like oh. Really good to see. And this is where I think Khan is going to become like one of the, yep. the top two organizations for a lot of. And, and it's actually that small piece is one of the reasons I left my previous uh, association to join Khan. Just the, um, I like the, I mean, you use the right word, renaissance. Um, bringing back what, what was old, sharpening it, polishing it. Um, I love so much of what Contra Royama is putting out there, especially on social media. Um, just the wealth of knowledge is great. But yeah, that, that, that face punching, that was the, that was the biggest jump for me going from competing Kyokushin to amateur Muay Thai. Um, man, it's, it's different when a fist is fine at your face for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had one pro Muay Thai fight 
and man, I, I took an overhand right. I don't know if you know this. You're not supposed to catch an overhand right with the side of your head. <laughs> oh, man. I watched the video. I saw the video again maybe last month. I, I went down like a skyscraper, just face first on the mat. It was awesome. That that must have hurt. Like the pain must have been in, incredible though. When with the, the oh dude didn't feel it. Must have hit you with. It was just it was to this really? day it was like a button was pushed and I woke up. <laughs> I don't know how long how long it was. I just kind of sat back up. And people were like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I I feel fine." What happened? Joe knocked you out. Oh okay. Well, next time. Exactly. Like that's what I like too about the the community of uh, Kyokushin. Like there's never any animosity. No. Like there might be like yep. a competition, like a competitive like like not hatred, but that drive to like, oh, I got to beat this guy's fighter because, you know, he's a big name and you know, it'd be cool just to get in the ring. Yeah. Like, that's what I like about it. It's not like MMA or pro wrestling where you're slinging personal insults at each other or like ma- or like making yeah. derogatory comments to uh to like to like the other person's ethnicity look i'm not pc yep. i'm just saying like there's a time and a place but kyokushin does the has the perfect it's like the most violent art but it's yeah the most gentle uh, and perfect art. example after ring wars this what was it last month you know we we, we do the thing where i mm-hmm. i see the guy i'm going to fight he sees me and we kind of do that nervous like schoolboy dance of do i avoid do i talk to him and you know, we, we introduce ourselves before the fight and and then we go in and we do our thing and then afterwards we're we're talking about our families, we're talking about our kids. I found out oh dude, you have four sons too? Hot dog, guys like us, we would be kings a hundred years ago. Um but yeah, it's it it's and again, people who don't walk our path, man, they just don't understand how you can fight hard. For however many rounds, and then afterwards, the you you leave the fight on the mat. You leave the fight in the ring. Afterwards, we're all gentlemen. We all, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to kill anybody. I'm trying to, when I go into the ring or I step on the mat, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm trying to test myself and see how far I've come. So it's just cool to leave the ring, and man, five minutes later, we're talking about our kids. Love it. Same here. That's what I love. That's what I love about it too. Even after, uh, like Vincent came up to me and he's like, and when he was on my show, he's like, he's like, wow. He's like, he's like, I want to tell you something. I'm like, what's that? He's like, and, and you just said mm-hmm. about the the awkward school dance. Like, the, he's like, I saw you and and I saw you who your coach is, who was like, he has a rivalry with uh, my coach Mo. It's not a big. It's not like hatred. It's just that mm. they're Quebec's two biggest names in Kyokushin. And Vince said, he's like, oh, he's like, you're one of Mo's guys. Like, I was telling my guy, I got very nervous. He's like, he's like, listen, like, be careful. He's yeah. a good pressure fighter. And uh, he's like, you proved me right, man. He's like, he's like, he's like you, you took a lot of leg kicks. He said, but you just kept pressuring and pressuring. And he said, I got really worried that, you know, you were going to, like, eventually just launch into a, into, like a, into, your, into a crazy tirade with your combos. He's like, but he's like... Like he's like you're he's like you're a very good yeah. fighter. So it was good hearing that from uh, from like a competitor side, and, and, yep. and that's what I love about the it's art. yeah. There's there's no ego. Um, 
and you know we've I've had young bucks come through the dojo over the years and you know they 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 come with a little bit of ego but we we help them um temper it a little bit and then the guy you know guys and gals who come in who just want to just who just want to fight and they're not in it for the self improvement the budo aspect that ego is ultimately what pulls them out of the dojo i've never kicked someone out for for ego but they just i guess some people just want want something that i'm definitely not as an instructor willing to to give i'm not i'm not into feeding ego i'm not into coddling i'm not into you know any encouragement you get from me is going to be genuine and honest and um that that ego yeah that's what that's that's what's missing, man. We need to have that. It, it needs to be. There needs to be that renaissance yep. of like you know, not coddling, not you know, not uh, yep. not what's the word, pampering. There needs like that's what I like about Kyokushin. They're the the masters or senseis, Shian sensei senpai. Yep. They're gonna be black because it doesn't it doesn't serve him. anybody to beat around the bush or to sugarcoat things. If like last night, um, I I put a private call into a student after our online training and just said, Hey, watching you do that kata, it, it was for your level. It was pretty terrible. Um, I need you to work on this particular stance and, and that transition between steps four and five, you need to be doing better. And as a, as a testament to this guy, just, Oh, sensei, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'll fix it. And I guarantee when we train together on Monday online, we won't see the same problem. It's people, people who, who come to Kyokushin for the Budo, man, it's, it's amazing to see how the art changes lives. Um, I, I mean, I'm humbled every time I train with my students, I'm humbled just at where we've all been and and where we are now and just our trajectory it's amazing what if you didn't do kyokushin because you said you were in a bad spot yeah your david goggins moment as from what i am understanding where you have to look at yourself and say i need to change what would you think would have happened if you man david goggins that's a he's one of my heroes it honestly man i don't know I I I can pretty confidently say that I prob I would not be if I were still alive I would not be in a good place. I mean I was so bad I was I I was pre diabetic I was if I if I had kept on that trajectory I'm pretty sure I'd be dead. My heart would have given out or or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nothing else. You know, growing up playing sports, nothing else called to me really it was one of those things too i I felt weird because i was an adult but martial arts were that was like the one thing i wanted to do growing up that i was never allowed to um and so i think when the when the opportunity i don't know maybe it was fate or the universe kind of working things out um but when the opportunity came up it was I mean, it was clear. It was like it, 
I've never, I've never thought of it that way, but it was, it was totally a David Goggins moment where I looked in the mirror and just like, you fat piece of crap. You've got to turn this around. <laughs> Although we both know that David Goggins mm-hmm. would, would yeah, not use good. such PG language. <laughs> yeah. No, he would use more R rated. It'd, it'd be a lot of F bombs, a lot of more de- demeaning remarks. But man, he's, yes, that man is honest. He'll tell you, he'll tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. And, and that's, I think that's what draws a lot of people to him. Yeah, I've definitely read his book. Like, I have his book. I'm going to probably yeah. reread it for the third time starting next week. And it's, he's definitely, like, and, I re, and like whenever, especially for Kyokushin, I really feel Goggins yeah. and Kyokushin go hand in hand because Goggins is, like, the yep. bad cop. It's good cop, bad cop. In Kyokushin, you have the good senseis who will, like, they'll be honest with you. Yeah. They're not going to use R-rated language, but when you yep. do that, kick yourself in the butt. Just look at Goggins and he'll be like, yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. Yeah, Goggins, his book is phenomenal. It's, I think it's, of my memory, it's the only book that actually made me cry when he was recounting his childhood. Just, my God, as a dad with four boys, I, I'm glad he got things turned around and he's motivating other people. Same here, and he lives very simple. Lives a very minimalistic yep. lifestyle. Doesn't have a car. He's he just gets stuff done with what he has, and it's an example of you know don't yep. get caught up in materialism. Amen. Amen to that sure. one. So I want to ask you because um, you're into MMA. So who was one fighter or fighter you're a fan of pro wrestling? Who are mm-hmm. like whether it's pro wrestling or MMA or boxing? Who are your fighters that like got that really got you into uh, GSP? Arts? Boz Rutten, um, Rich Franklin, and Rich Franklin for like the mm-hmm. like. Oh my God, he's a teacher, and he can fight people. Um, I grew up playing a lot of video games too, man. And and the only unbeatable game, unless you're a cheater, was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> like Mike. T- <laughs> yes. And, and it's funny. Classic. I didn't really grow to appreciate boxing until. Like the past couple years, but there, man, there's something about watching Mike Tyson fight. Good night. Um, but out of all those guys, you know, it was, it was probably it was probably Saint Pierre, just uh, to see what he could do in a fight. And then, um, and this comes from like my 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 dad slash teacher slash husband mentality i've never heard him raise his voice um he he just seems to be the consummate gentleman and so right around the time i started watching ufc gsp was like he caught my eye but honestly and you dropped his name earlier one of my favorite fighters of all time is dave the crow luaso like that dude yeah, he, I remember watching a couple of his fights, um, Lord, years ago and just thinking, man, this dude is no nonsense, tough and kind of same thing. And, and like the fight interviews, just not trash talking. Um, I, and I don't know if GSP and Wazo know each other, but they, they seem very, 
at least at that time and um, through how the media were, was portraying people seemed very kind of chill and down to earth and humble. I love that. I have, a, I do have a fact. I actually have some, uh, like a fact bomb for you. They do know each other. They were training together because at the time when MMA was coming up, uh, GSP and David trained together. In the end, David went his uh-huh. own way after he retired, but they know each other very well. Like, and, and David and George, like, were very good friends when they came up to the wow. UFC. That's awesome. Well, that, that, that explains the connection. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, especially now that they're in the end. Yeah. Oh, I just said, like, uh, he's also Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canadian, what? So you know, and even before I started competing in Kyokushin, I'm like, who the heck are these Canadians? Why Why are these guys that, like, why, why are all these top fighters coming from Canada? And then, you know, I meet a lot of guys from, through Ring Wars and holy cow. Um, seeing Matt Payne fight and. Yeah, a lot of a lot of my Kyokushin fight heroes are are Canadian. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. So one other thing I like to do, um, uh, since like uh, since you know the yeah. last part of the show is um, one fighter, one word. So this could be a pro wrestler, it could be a pro right. boxer, it can be an mixed martial artist. I'm gonna give you the name of fighter, and I'm gonna you have to say one fighter and one gotcha. word and why gotcha. with that word. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. My choice for you is Bas El Guapo Rutin. I don't. It's not one word. Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! No, one one word. Liver. Liver. Liver shot. Is that why? Yeah, the liver shot, dude. I watched so many Bas Rutin videos on attacking the liver. Bas Rutin liver. I like that. That's creative. That's simple. It's creative. And he's got a Kyokushin background. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He's, he's one of the guys. I'm like, ah, yeah, my style. Have you heard of Boz Rutten? Oh, yeah. The dangity, dangity, dangity. Like, yeah. El Guapo. He's a Kyokushin guy, too. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's impressive. He's got a Taekwondo yeah. background. He's like a, she, a Sheehan in Kyokushin. Doesn't probably do it anymore since he's working in yeah. entertainment. But it's there, and not many people realize that until like you look it up, and you know he's one of the yeah. good guys. So that's impressive where you get your style that's awesome. from. So, but Sensei Bob, if people want to connect with you, um, you know, yeah. on social media, where can they find you? Especially if they're Kyo- in the Kyokushin scene, because after yeah. this interview, I guarantee the Marshall Way blog is gonna get Pove wind of this awesome guy. Shout out to Scott Heaney. He's gonna want to yeah. interview you probably, but he's also gonna help build your following yeah well, so on facebook uh big ones are facebook uh, you know bob buchanan and forge dojo um and then i'm all over instagram sensei bob mm-hmm. i don't know how i lucked in and sensei I, bob so those are the big two. i i lucked out and got i i am sensei bob on on instagram so catchy it works and everyone will it'll be easy to find so once again sensei i really want to thank you for taking time out of your day and since it's a small world you know knowing shian tom i want to thank him as well for also uh, recommending you to renshi shian 
uh, awesome guy. You guys and Con are doing amazing work, as I like to tell the Xi'an. And uh, I really like the community you guys are, are have built up in the U.S. Oh, and so Canada. To the future. And let's get that U.S. versus future. Canada show hey. up and running. You know what? Let's let's get it. Let's do get it running. I want to see some of the best talents from your side versus guys from my side, and I'd be glad to commentate it. Maybe I'll even step in there just to say I fought in that in that event, and uh, I'll come out of that's my way of coming out. Of <laughs> awesome! Retirement. I'll give you more than twenty four hours notice too. <laughs> sounds good. All right, All right Shente, have an awesome, oh, have an awesome one. Thanks once again, and I really hope you and your family stay safe, stay home, and uh, keep doing amazing work with your science teaching and uh, your do and your online dojo. Be blessed.